So welcome to this week's podcast. Today I'm doing something totally different and I'm just going to see if you guys like this. So what I'm doing is I have my husband here and he is going to interview me so that you guys can get to know me better. There's absolutely no script and he is just going to ask the questions that come to mind and we'll see how this goes. Welcome to the 12 Inches Away podcast, a space for women who are ready to stop living in fear and start living with peace and confidence. I'm your host, Shoni Doosling, a personal development coach on a mission to help women liberate themselves from anxiety and mindsets that are holding them captive so they can get back to owning their life. Join me every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for helpful mindset hacks and tangible takeaways you can use to master your thoughts and unlock your full potential. Welcome, Lin Tseng, to the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's uh, great to be here. I was tasked to do this five minutes ago, so I'm sure this is going to be something adventurous for all of us, even those of you who are listening. <laughs> I think the very first question I'm going to have for the benefit of your audience is, uh, Shoni is a unique name. Can you share a bit about the history of the name? Oh, interesting. Okay, so my parents used to travel in the States quite a bit and we traveled a lot when I was growing up as well and one of the places that they visited before I was born was I think they changed the pronunciation but the pronunciation that I've grown up learning was Shoshone there was a place called Shoshone Mountain and they named me after that place and then they shortened it changed the spelling a little bit and that is where my name came from so on that note has anyone given you flag for your name growing up Ooh. Okay, I do remember when I was in elementary school that sometimes we would have substitute teachers and they would get the name wrong. Then my classmates would correct them. So I always really liked that. That made me feel really special that my classmates would stand up for me like that. I'm glad you were blessed with uh, good classmates. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's great. So I think the next question would be your middle name is Lynn. Maybe you could share a bit about that as well. To be honest, I don't know where that comes from. I think it just goes together well. Although I must say that my aunt's middle name is also Lynn. So she would probably like to think that it is named after her. And Nancy, if you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that a bit of info about your name. So moving away from name, I guess the next question, next random question that comes to mind is what was your favorite sport growing up and why did you like it? Ooh, okay. I like this question. My favorite sport to play was different from my favorite sport to watch. So my favorite sport to play was soccer. So I started that when I was nine. And for most of the years that I played, I did play forward sometimes, but goalie was the main position that I played. But my favorite sport to watch, and I'm going to reveal my Canadian roots here, was hockey for sure. So we would spend time at the arena, sometimes on the evenings or the weekends, just watching my friends play. And that was always really exciting. And they had really good music that just pumped you up for the game. And then, yeah, it was just fun to watch 
because you're watching your friends and you're watching with your friends. So it was just a really fun community kind of activity. And then my dad used to play hockey at quite a competitive level. So I think that I somehow inherited that love for hockey as well. Well, thank you for that. Since since you're in Canada uh, and now you're in Singapore, what, what have you missed about Canada? Mm, yes. For those of you who are listening who don't know, my husband is Chinese Singaporean and I moved here about four years ago. So some of the things that I miss about Canada would be the change in the seasons. So Singapore is a tropical country. It's close to the equator, if not on the equator. So it's summer all year round, which I love because I don't particularly like the Canadian winter, but I think there is something something sort of rhythmic about the seasons and how they change. Mm. So I do miss that. Of course, I also miss my friends and family. But at the same time, I'm also really grateful for technology and how that allows me to stay connected with them. So what have you grown to love about Singapore? Like besides my husband? <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. What have I grown to love about Singapore? I think a lot of things. I really like how safe it is. So especially as a female, it's nice to be in a place where there's an incredibly low crime rate. I also really appreciate how, as a country in Asia, English is the first language. Perhaps that's something that I liked about it right off the bat. But something else that I've grown to like about it would be the nature in the city. I grew up in a small town and was surrounded by nature. So moving to a city more long term, I think I'm really coming to appreciate the fact that there is so much nature and there are so many parks and different places like that that I can go to on the weekend to kind of get that taste of home or that taste of the outdoors. And the food's also really good. So what are some of your favorite food from Singapore? <laughs> okay, I like satay. So for those of you who aren't from Singapore, satay is basically meat on skewers. And I also really like roti prata. How would you describe that? Uh, I think it would be like an Indian style dough, right? Flatbread, but a uh, very thin f- flatbread. Yeah. Yeah, and then you eat it with curry and it's just super good. Okay, as a Canadian, something I would have never thought I would like as a dessert would be things that have red bean in it because I would have never associated that with dessert, but there are a lot of really good desserts with red bean in it. So I've come to really appreciate that. And it's nice and sweet, but it's still a little bit savory. So yeah, that would be one of my top ones as well. I think the next question perhaps also might be a bit more related to your work is having cross-cultural experiences. How do you think that has shaped you as, uh, as a life coach? I think maybe three things. The first thing would probably be that it's fine-tuned my communication. I've learned that in different cultures, the exact same statement or sentence can mean different things. And as a coach, you already are asking people questions and to clarify, but I think perhaps also having lived cross-culturally, it's brought that more to the foreground. I think it's also made me more mindful of the differences that might be there in terms of people's background. 
and how they're raised. So I know that there are a lot of differences, for instance, in terms of how you're brought up. So I think that living in those different cultures gives me a different lens so that I better understand those differences and then can better serve clients from different cultures. And probably the third one would be that there are a lot of similarities between people. So even though I am living cross-culturally and because of that, I recognize the differences, I think what I've recognized more than anything is that all of us need the same things. All of us have the same desires, the same need for affirmation, the same need for love and acceptance. And the same with perfectionist tendencies, all of these things cut across culture And I think that's also why I find my work so meaningful because I'm able to speak into lives of people across the globe. Mm. I'm not just limited to one country. I think the last question for listeners out there is why should they reach out to you to have a session of you? (laughs) Okay, disclaimer, I did not tell him to ask that question, but thank you for asking that. So I guess if you're listening to this right now and you wrestle with perfectionism, one of the reasons that I would love to connect with you is because perfectionism is so widespread, especially among women, and there are very few people who are addressing it. And through research and through my own experience, I've created both a one-on-one program and a group coaching program to address the very specific needs of perfectionists. So those would be the main reasons that I would say. And I guess if we're on that topic, I will put in a plug that I'm launching my group program at the end of November. And there's a waitlist for that right now. So if you sign up on the waitlist on the 12 inches away website, you'll get the rate that's on the website right now before it goes up. And you'll also get a free one-on-one coaching session with me in addition to the package. And I think that brings us to the end of a very special edition of 12 Inches Away's podcast. I look forward to the next time I interact with you guys. Thank you so much for doing this, Linsig, and for being such a good sport. I really appreciate it. That is all for today. If you enjoyed this, comment on the post on social media or send me a message and just let me know what you think. And then we can do similar things in the future. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. But don't worry, there are plenty more ahead. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for weekly chats on things like perfectionism and anxiety. If you're loving this podcast, share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating or leave a review to help us reach even more people. And as always, I love hearing from you guys. So if you want to connect, hop over to my Instagram or Facebook page and send me a message or comment on one of the posts. The links are in the show notes.